0: Welcome into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars, proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Friday edition of the show, a lot to get to like normal. You'll hear from BYU head coach Kalani Sitake on today's podcast. He was on the Zone Sports Network yesterday, get to some of the interview clips that he had to talk about his team yesterday. You'll also hear about the latest updates in recruiting, two new commitments to the 2020 recruiting class for BYU, as well as a new offer going out with coaches fanning out across the country to check out high school games on BYU's bye week this weekend and of course we'll catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news as well. Today's show brought to you by our title sponsor Deseret First Credit Union. Can't thank them enough for their continued patronage and title sponsorship of this podcast. Let's get to it. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for October 25th, 2019. What's up guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. This podcast is a daily podcast focused on all things BYU, so if you're just finding us, just checking out the show, well, thanks for downloading the show. Please follow along, hit that subscribe or follow button on whichever podcatcher you're using, and also make sure to give us a favorable rating and review. It really does help get the word out about the podcast when these podcatchers see you guys interacting with it by giving us favorable reviews and the like. So thanks in advance for doing that. Now, BYU of course is in the middle of a bye week. They'll face Utah State a week from tomorrow at 8 o'clock Mountain Time in Logan against Utah State, an in-state rivalry game as BYU looks to make it two wins in a row after their upset win over Boise State. Well, the coaching staff of BYU has fanned out across the country to check out uh, recruits nationally. We'll talk a little bit about the commitments they picked up yesterday here in just a moment, but I wanted to kick off today's show talking about some of the comments from Kalani Satake that he made yesterday on the Zone Sports Network, the radio station in Salt Lake City that I work for in my day job. Well, uh, Coach Satake joined Hans Olsen and Scott Gerrard yesterday, had a long conversation, I think over 25 minutes, a lot covered. I'm not going to play the whole thing here, obviously, because that would take too much time. We'll play some selected highlights of the interview here, but if you want to hear it in its entirety, go to 1280thezone.com or just search out Hans and Scotty on the podcatcher you're using to listen to this podcast. You can find their show and listen to that podcast with Kalani Satake from yesterday. Yesterday. Let's kick off though and talk about some of the information that he gave to Hans and Scotty yesterday. Uh, BYU, obviously, as you would expect this week during a bye week, will take the weekend off, have to let the players go, hang out with friends and family, etc. But they had a good week of preparation, it sounds like, building towards Utah State next week. Here's Coach Satake talking about uh, the work the team got done in advance of the Utah State game next week.
1: Well, we've got a lot done already in, in, in uh, prep for Utah State. We've we've moved on and and uh, just focused on them. Going to put all the extra time that we can on them. So uh, we've been scouting them, and we're going to do it twice. You know, so this week uh, we, had, we had another practice today. Um, so we're, we're going to do that and and, and give the guys uh, um, tomorrow off, and then and then be ready to roll again on Monday. So, but we'll have four great practices. Our install, our scouting reports, everything, and and they're done already. And um, The whole attention is to try to get this win against Utah State. We're going up there. It's going to be a a nice, cold evening in Logan. Looking forward to the cold and looking forward to the game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: There you go, Kalani Satake, and BYU got four practices in this week, so that's always a good sign. They've already got their practice reports and their scouting reports in for Utah State. They're head of the eight ball here. I think it's actually a pretty advantageous setup for BYU going into this Utah State game because the Aggies are going to be at Air Force tomorrow, and of course, Air Force one of the toughest teams to play against, not only because of their unique offense with the triple option, but it's just the team that's going to bruise and batter you all night long, so BYU should be relatively healthy heading into that game, you hope. Well, if course, have updates for you next week as we get closer to that game on how the team looks. Of course, the quarterback position for BYU, we've seen three quarterbacks start in three straight games for the Cougars. Well, Coach Satake was asked that once the quarterback position group is finally fully healthy, you get guys like Zach Wilson back as well as Jaron Hall. Well, how is Coach Satake going to go about handling that? Are these guys going to get their job back immediately after they're healthy? Here's what he had to say.
1: Well, this is different than uh, like a normal situation when everyone's just straight healthy and you have a month worth of practices to go through right and and um, when we had to do this in fall camp we had to factor I, although uh, everyone assumed that Zach would be the starter we had to really factor in how much his shoulder injury was bothering him and how much that's going to affect his play and how much is going to affect the team and um, when you factor those variables in you come up with the best um, the person that won the, the job and compete and uh, even at that point with a limited with a, limited, um, with a Re- limited rehab and everything that he did with his shoulder, we felt like he's still on the spot. Um, although you, you have a depth chart, it's never set in stone, you know, so right now the the, the variables and the factors have changed and so now you have to factor in um, how much his thumb is affected by it and then how much uh, Jaren's overcoming his injury, where, where the status is of those three individuals and the only problem now is you don't have a month to work out the the, the competition. You have literally periods in practice you know and so um as you as you kind of speed it up a little bit we do have to remember the things that they worked through from spring to the off season to fall camp to now and then have to factor in the health into all of it and then go with the best uh the best guy that, that we felt like should win the job but the, the focus is still on the competition that's how the, the best have to play
0: there you go, Kalani Satake, and interesting to hear him say, yeah, we don't have a full month to let the competition bear out, but we will let these guys compete once they're fully healthy. Here's my take on it and, and talking with people. Uh, the, the Kind of the general consensus is you don't lose your starting job to an injury, and that would mean that Jaron Hall, if he's healthy against Utah State, likely gets the start over Baylor Romney, despite Baylor Romney having the so-called hot hand coming off that win against Boise State. Uh, and Zach Wilson, I would expect once he's healthy, will enter the mix once again be battling to get his starting job back as well, but it will be interesting because you have three quarterbacks who have proven they can be effective in BYU's offense at this point. The good news is there's depth there. The bad news is you can only play one of those guys at a time at the quarterback position. All right, the offensive line obviously has been banged up for BYU. Guys like Clark Barrington and Blake Freeland started against Boise State. Well Kalani Satake was actually quite upbeat about his offensive line's depth that they showed off against Boise State after having four regular rotation guys go down due to injury.
1: I think you you know, when we, we lost to four O linemen and um and you know was show for the, gone for the season uh, it's unfortunate. He's he's the only senior out of the two deep, you know. So we we return all these guys back, um, and and you look at the. I mean, Blake Freeland was on scout team. We we were hoping to, to play him four games and and redshirt him, um, but he was on scout team a few weeks ago, and and the um, the opportunity that he had to come in and play at tackle because we lost Keanu Saliapanga and we lost uh, Tristan Hodge, you know, and and, and uh, we lost Kiefer Longston. and so and some of those guys were lost you know weeks ago. So um, with with allowing Chen and Herring, who play, he started before, so it wasn't really that far for him to to get in there and play. He's seen significant reps but for these freshmen Clark Barrington and and for um Blake Freeland who's a true freshman he was in high school last year you know um I think it was important that that we uh, recognize the work that they put in but also, what Coach Mateos and Jeff Crimes has done is getting those, those old linemen ready and devising a scheme and a plan that will help them, uh, you know, utilize their strengths and then not really have allow them to play fast, so that at least they can get that done. Because you know how it is when you're a freshman mm-hmm. playing in the, in the spotlight, and then you're going against a great team like Boise, that could that could really give you some anxiety. But uh, oh, yeah. allowing these guys to to just play and, and have fun. I mean, Blake Freeland is a beast. He's a true freshman, played a tackle, and, and and really did a great job. He's a big body, six eight, and he's aggressive. All you have to do is watch him from last year when he played basketball, dunking on people. He, I mean, he was dunking on Division One athletes, Division One basketball players last year in, at Harriman High School when he was playing basketball. And this guy won javelin, discus, and shot put in in, in, in the state track meet, and not just one year, but consecutive years. So he's not not afraid of competition, and he's got a lot of burst, and and, and he comes from. I mean he's got an all-American, um, athlete and a mom and, 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 a, one of the toughest guys I know is a father in, in football and have, I played with here at BYU. So it only makes sense that he was, he was ready to chomp at the bit when, when he received this opportunity, Clark Barrington has got a similar background as well. You know, his mother was a, a, a big time athlete at Arizona in, in basketball. So these guys come from great athletes. His dad was a, a baseball player, so they're not new to sports and they're not new to competition, but, um, uh, I saw freshmen when they had a first opportunity to start, be really excited and and, and just really for the moment just wanted to want to get after it, and they didn't care who they were going against. They just wanted to get in the game and play, and it was a lot of fun to see those guys perform. But we had a lot of guys step up at a lot of different positions, and and uh, you know it's 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 probably the hardest. We haven't had a lot of true freshmen start at tackle here uh, in a long time, and then I think he handled it really really well for for you know, talking about Blake Freeland.
0: There you go, Kalani Sitake, and I I think that the offensive line has very much shown that it's very deep. They've been inconsistent. We played a part of the Jeff Grimes interview from DJ and PK on yesterday's podcast. If you want to go back and listen to that, you can do that, and he talked a lot about the inconsistency of this offensive line. The good news is that there is depth at that position, and that's a positive for the Cougars as they get ready for Utah State next week. One final note from Kalani Sitake's interview today before we move on to talk some other recruiting, etc. Was he talked? Was asked the question of, can we expect either Troy Warner or Chris Wilcox to return this season? Here's what he had to say.
1: I think we're going to get Troy Warner back um, soon. We're hopefully, hopefully uh, thinking that it's going to be the Utah State game. Uh, that's a day to day thing. So he's been practicing with us. Uh, we're, we're going to look at it uh, at him next week. Um, but he's going to practice again today. For um, Chris Wilcox, we're hoping to get back soon. He'll start practice with us next week, and so. Uh, you you know, this might be different for us, but uh, you can't just—I don't know if we can just throw them into it. But I think they want to jump into it right away, so uh, we'll see how it goes. Those guys have to compete, but it's nice to have guys like Shimon that are stepping up and making plays. But I think—I think, I think uh, you can only sweeten the deal when you get those guys ready to play those. And, and the goal is to keep them redshirted, so we can get them next year and then play four games this year. You know, we may have to play them in spots and let them heal up. So I don't know if they can handle the weak uh, week to back-to-back type of deal. But but I think there's some time now where we can play them um, a game, rest them a game, and get that, that week of extra rest in between and utilize this rule to, to our benefit.
0: There you go, Coach Satake. That's good to hear that Troy Warner could be back as soon as next week. We've been talking about this over the previous few weeks, that the final month of the season coming up here in November is when you would expect to see guys like Troy Warner and Chris Wilcox return to action. I think it's a smart play for BYU to maybe play a. Uh, Uh, Troy Warner against Utah State see how he feels and you just kind of play by ear you have a bunch of games here including what you hope to be a bowl game to work out four games of action for these guys and you don't need to play them week in and week out through the final five or six games of this season play it by ear. If they're feeling fine, let them play, but make sure you keep them under that four-game limit. That way they can keep that redshirt year intact and come back as seniors next year in 2020. The good news is it should bolster the depth with both Troy Warner and Chris Wilcox returning to action for BYU in that defensive secondary, and that's a very positive development for the Cougars. There you go. Some of the comments from Kalani Sitake yesterday with Hans Olsen and Scott Gerrard on the Zone Sports Network. Once again, you can go to 1280thezone.com, hear the full conversation or of course search out Hands and Scotty G on any of the podcatchers their uh, show is in podcast form and you can listen to the interview there thanks to them for letting us use that audio it's great to hear from coach Satake and sounds like he's pretty upbeat heading into this game against Utah State well obviously they're sending this bye week recruiting in a large part and that doesn't surprise anybody that pays attention to the recruiting uh, kind of sphere of what's going on for byu but we'll get to more of the, what's going on with recruiting here in just a moment before we do that though need to remind you guys that erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle but now there's roman here to help you guys complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it just go to getromancom locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping Bye weeks in college football are when staffs fan out across the country to tackle their big recruiting visits, etc., go out and see prospects because they can't do it when they're getting ready for a game each week. And, of course, BYU has had two bye weeks this month in October, and they've gotten a lot of recruiting done. This, this past week, BYU coaches have been calling, making offers, etc. But they picked up two commitments yesterday I wanted to talk about. And let's start off locally with John Nelson out of Salem Hills High School, an offensive-defensive lineman for the, uh, the Skyhawk. A great player. A guy who has a nonstop motor. He doesn't come off the field for Salem Hills. One of the better teams in the 5A ranks for Salem Hills. And this kid is an athlete. He's got family connections. I believe Porter Gustin, if you remember him, starred for USC. Had a cup of coffee in the NFL with the New Orleans Saints. Well, that's his cousin. Uh, of course, John Nelson has a father that played, I believe, basketball at Boise State. His mom played at BYU. And he he's committed to play for the Cougars. He's got... More more of the optimal size to play defensive line for BYU 6 foot 4 250 pounds roughly but if they wanted to bulk him up and play on play him on the offensive line he plays left tackle for his high school I don't think it would be a bad pick, bad pick in that regards I think they're going to recruit him chiefly as an athlete let his body develop and place him where he's most effective think of guys like Blake Freeland recently of course started his first game at right tackle for BYU just a true out and out athlete and BYU wants to make sure they're in the right position that will give them the most success. I think John Nelson is going to be that type of a guy for BYU. Now, they also picked up a commitment in the skill position department with the commitment of Terrence Fall. This is a crazy story. If any of you have tracked Terrence Fall's story, he's actually from France, the country of France. I'm not saying, yeah. So he's from France, played football in France. He's an athlete who was head and shoulders above all the other athletes playing football in France. Of course, France is a country that plays mainly basketball and soccer. You think of those two sports, thinking of guys like Rudy Gobert for the Utah Jazz, as well as the French national team on the World Cup stage, the defending champions in the World Cup. So interesting to hear about a kid who played uh, football in France, but then bet on himself. That's the interesting part about this story. Terence fall came over and is now going to high school in California and is actually succeeding to a large degree a great athlete six foot two six foot three somewhere in that range 200 pounds but a very fluid athlete who has been in contact with BYU I believe the Cougars were the first school to offer him they've stayed on him from the get-go and I think this is a cool story developing here because a kid who was a standout athlete in France probably could have played a number of sports picked American football and then decided you know what? If I wa- really want to give this a go, I need to bet on myself and go overseas and actually play American football in America. He goes to California, goes to one of the most... uh Fertile recruiting areas in the country. The top talent, some of the top talent in the country, plays in California, and to a large degree has succeeded in betting on himself. He now has a commitment to BYU. I think this is an awesome story all the way around. He was on an official visit to the to BYU to watch their game against Boise State last week, so it doesn't hurt that BYU won that game and now garners his commitment. But I think this is a cool story. Cool story, excuse me, developing with Terrence Fall, a kid who grew up. Could have played a number of sports, picked American football, fell in love with it, moves to the states by himself, bets on himself, is succeeding. and Now he's got a college scholarship from Brigham Young University to play football for the Cougars. I think this is another success story on the recruiting front for BYU and I'm excited to see how it goes the rest of the way, but congratulations to both John Nelson and Terrence Fall on adding uh, commitments to the BYU class of 2020 in their recruiting class. One final note for you before we uh, move on and talk some other BYU sports topics. One additional offer went out recently and that was Bentley Redden. He goes to San Clemente High School in Southern California, San Clemente uh, California. He has uh, added an offer from Aaron Roderick. He announced this on Twitter last night. An athlete, six foot four, two hundred pound athlete, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, and I think that he's a kid that could play a number of positions at the next level. If you're noticing a theme here with what I'm talking about, BYU is all about a. a- recruiting athletes and letting them kind of slot themselves into the position they'll play for the Cougars. I don't think it's a bad way to go about things. Uh, This is a big time athlete playing for San Clemente High School is one of the top schools in the Orange County area in Southern California. Uh, could play wide receiver, has the frame maybe to grow into being a tight end, could play defensive line, etc. I think this is a big-time offer, of course. We'll see if we can get some more information from Bentley Redden, but congratulations to him on adding an offer from BYU and Aaron Roderick. Alright, so there you go. Some of the updates on recruiting. Of course, we want to be your one-stop shop for all things BYU sports, including recruiting. We'll have it all covered for you. also encourage you guys, if you guys are looking for more additional recruiting coverage, check out my good friends over at Cougar Sports Insider. This is not an ad. Jeff Hansen, Mitch Harper, the guys over there at CSI, don't pay me to say this, but they're dear friends. They do a bang-up job covering recruiting, and if you want the best recruiting coverage, I try and do my best, but I, I only hold a candle to what Jeff Hansen and Mitch Harper are doing over there at uh, CSI, Cougar Sports Insider, part of the 24 7 Sports Network. Check out their work, consider subscribing. They do an incredible job covering BYU recruiting. All right, uh, here in just a moment, we'll catch up on everything else in BYU sports. BYU women's volleyball picking up a big win yesterday. Of course, have a full weekend uh, schedule for you here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, do need to talk to you guys about our good friends at MyBookie. MyBookie is the premier place to bet on all your. Your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best at MyBookie. Visit MyBookie.ag today. Use the promo code locked on to activate their special offer for our listeners. Alright guys, I need to take a minute and talk to you today about our good friends at Deseret First Credit Union. DFCU shares a faith-based bond with all of its members. Most of you have seen their ad campaigns recently. They're also asking right now all of their members, what is your why? What's your focus? Whatever it might be, have you thought about refinancing your home loan to save some money and help fund that passion project? A lot of you probably thinking, okay, refinancing its a hassle, it costs a lot of money, etc. Well, Deseret First Credit Union offers all kinds of loan options for refinancing your loan. With a no cost refinancing, you heard me, no cost refinancing from DFCU. You can get locked into a low rate for absolutely nothing and potentially save yourself up to hundreds of dollars a month, guys. It's a fantastic option that you should explore and see if it's the right thing for you. DFCU will work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation. Right now, interest rates are s- still sitting in the threes near historic lows. It's a fantastic opportunity. Maybe save yourself some money. Give them a call, especially if you're a first-time home buyer, you got investment properties. Properties. The DFCU Mortgage Team can make sure you're taken care of regardless of where you're at, whatever stage in life. Call them, 801-456-7070 or visit dfcu.com to apply in just five minutes or less. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why, we show how. Membership and eligibility required, OAC. Terms and conditions apply, equal housing lender. All right, the 12th-ranked BYU women's volleyball team, of course, was on the road in Los Angeles last night taking on Loyola Marymount. Had a big time showing on the road there at LMU, winning three sets to one, 25-22, 25-12, 15-25, 25-22. The Cougars improved to 17-3. and They're 8-1 in West Coast Conference play after that victory over the Lions. BYU had a season-high 18 team blocks in the match, the most since totaling 18 against San Diego on October 30th, 2015. So it's been a little while since BYU did this. Uh, junior Taylon Ballard Nixon, of course, the wife of BYU basketball star. Uh, 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 Dalton Nixon, excuse me, I just flubbed on his name, pardon me there, uh, she actually had a career-high 11 blocks in this match, so congratulations to BYU Women's Volleyball. Uh, they'll be back in action. They're playing at Pepperdine tomorrow at w- noon Pacific time, 1 o'clock Mountain Time. If you're in Southern California want to watch the BYU Women's Volleyball team in action, head over to the Firestone Fieldhouse at Pepperdine there in Malibu, 1 o'clock Mountain Time, noon Pacific time. Of course, links to live streams and the like can be found on the BYU. Cougars website. Let's run run down everything else going on this weekend and BYU sports. Let's start off on the diamond. BYU baseball is playing at home this afternoon. 3.30 p.m. Mountain Time at Miller Park. They're taking on their rival Utah. I believe tickets are either very inexpensive or even free. You can go out to Miller Park and watch some fall baseball action as the Cougars take on the Utes. 3.30 p.m. Mountain Time. I haven't seen a link for a live stream, but you can stay tuned for that. We'll keep you updated there. BYU women's softball is actually on the road tomorrow. Taking on Dixie State at Carl Brooks Field at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. It'll be a doubleheader for softball. If you're in the St. George area and want to watch the Cougars, you can do that tomorrow afternoon with BYU football on a bye week. I already mentioned BYU women's volleyball. There we go. uh, Live stream on the WCC network if you want to watch that at 1 o'clock mountain time. And then women's soccer is in action tomorrow night as they host San Diego at South Field. That game will be televised live on BYU TV as well as live audio broadcast across the the BYU Sports Network as well. So once again, 7 o'clock Mountain Time at Southfield. You need your tickets and go out and watch one of the best teams in the country. The number four-ranked Cougars are just absolutely rolling, guys. Should be a fantastic opportunity to support BYU sports, even without football playing this weekend. They're all over the western United States. One note for you um, early on next week is that the women's golf team is in action in Kapolei, Hawaii next week for the Rainbow Wahine Invitational. That goes Monday through Wednesday at the Kapolei Golf Course out there on the islands we'll have updates for you early next week on how that is going for the women's golf program all right, that'll do it for today's edition of the show. Can't thank you guys enough for your continued support of the podcast. Please follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at LockedOnCougars. You can follow me on Twitter, at Jacob C. Hatch. And, of course, if you want to drop the show a note, please email us, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Love to hear from you guys, get your insights, etc. Always love interacting with fans of the show. We'll be back on Monday. Might have a special weekend edition of the podcast. If I get bored, might talk a little BYU. BYU Sports with you as well, so stay tuned for that, but especially be back here Monday as we recap the weekend in BYU Sports and begin our preparations in earnest for the rivalry game at Utah State next Saturday. Enjoy your sports weekend Enjoy the weather. It's supposed to actually be pretty decent for late October, it appears, this weekend. Maybe some snow coming in on Sunday. But get your fun in before then. And thanks again for joining us here on Locked on Cougars. Today's show brought to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union. Can't thank them them once again enough for their continued sponsorship of this podcast. Until next time, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. This has been Locked on Cougars for October 25th, 2019.